hello America, this is your host Mark Dunnigan and once again we're with the Daily Answer and I want to talk about Sloppy Joes in this particular episode. When I was in school it seemed like all the way from elementary school through high school Sloppy Joes were a staple on the lunch on the school lunch menu at least once a week. Now my mom, my mom was an excellent cook. And so school lunches were always a disappointment to my taste buds. Maybe if I had been starving and been in a family where there wasn't a whole lot of food or the food was poor, but maybe my mom spoiled me of what she made. I don't remember my mom ever making sloppy joes. Now, I must admit, as far as food-wise, that the tacos in high school were actually good. Yet, I avoided dishes such as beanie weenies, and in high school, something called Mexican haystack. Instant mashed potatoes with hamburger gravy, grub at its most basic level. That one was pretty close to prison food for me. There are a couple of things that typically bother me about the Sloppy Joe experience. First, I don't like a sandwich that falls apart on me. I like everything locked and loaded. Just like I don't like clothes, shirts, or pants that give up on me before the day is over. You know those clothes. That short-sleeved shirt, that pair of pants, even socks can be like that where halfway through the day, they're all bent out of shape and they're complaining and they claim that they're tired. I'm tired. You need to put me in the laundry. I'm tired. I like a shirt that remains crisp, pair of pants that remains creased all the way through the day. So I guess I'm not into floppy clothes. I I want clothes that, you know, man, Hey, we're still here, Mark. We're with you. We got your back. I'm also, well, not a big ground beef fan. That is when it's all kind of, um, when it's not in a patty, each morsel doing its own thing. Uh, If I want ground beef, typically I want it in a patty, formed, united, having unity. In fact, you might say churches or marriages are also like that. Some churches and marriages are like good formed burgers. They all, you know, they're all within that little white burger holder. They, they're abiding within the doctrine of Christ, 2 John 9. And in every bite, you get all the ingredients. I like a hamburger. I don't want any burger slip. You know what that is? Like you're halfway through the hamburger and you realize that the bun had slid and you've already eaten about all of the bottom bun and or the patty has slid and it's like your last few bites are like pure patty or pure bun with like some lettuce and tomato and it's like that's not a hamburger i i want down to the last bite for the breed for there to be the bun the meat the lettuce the onion the cheese the tomato yeah I, let's keep that all working together till the end. And and that that's an amazing experience. Um, man, there's a lesson there as far as when 
a hamburger that's just a patty with a little bit of remaining ketchup on it is not that great. Just a bun with ketchup on it would not be that great. I mean, just a plain hamburger with nothing on it. I'm not a fan of that. It's it's all the ingredients that make it a wonderful experience. And I think that's the same thing true in like churches. Here are all the members working together, doing their part. The onion's doing its part. The tomato is. The lettuce, good crisp lettuce. Okay, Every part is doing its part there. And tell you what, sometimes on a hamburger, if one thing is off, like if there's way too much sauce or if the lettuce is like not crisp, or if the tomato was like, eh, that tomato had seen its day yesterday. Or if the bun is just not a good bun, like it's a little on the stale side. It's, it doesn't really matter how good the rest of the ingredients are. If uh, for it to be a great experience, all the ingredients need to be at, need to bring their game. I think that's true of churches too. I think that's true of marriages where both partners are bringing their best game. You have a great marriage. So, yeah, there's a danger of like in a marriage where each partner like, well, I'm just going to do my own thing. Or in a church, well, we're all just going to do our own thing. Um, you say that ends up a mess. I guess that's my complaint a lot of times with the sloppy Joe. Kind of ends up a mess. Now, I guess maybe if the bun was toasted first, if the sloppy joe mixture then was added, maybe if it served open face with both pieces of the bun toasted, how about a little bit of good melted cheese on top? But I guess the other problem with a sloppy joe is that you typically on a sloppy joe, you would not add like lettuce, tomato, onion. And to me, that's what makes a good sandwich are those vegetables. And I guess I'm not a fan of just bread and meat with sauce. Seems like a little bit of a boring experience. I want something more than that. I want some vegetables in there. I remember years ago, I think KFC had a sandwich. Well, they called it a sandwich. It was like, what, a deep fried chicken breast, boneless breast, and then the bun on either side was another deep fried chicken breast, you know, chicken, cheese, chicken, cheese, chicken, you know, like, now that's a sandwich. No, that's just like, that's just like welded meat. All that is. And of course, I got to have some chips. It's interesting that research foods, I am told that some attribute the original sloppy Joe to a cafe in Sioux City, Iowa where many years ago in 1930, a cook named Joe added tomato sauce to his loose meat sandwiches. And there we go. A new between the bread offering, the sandwiches official name. Now there are variations of this and one of them I ran into in Rhode Island and particularly Wonsaka, Rhode Island. And it's called the dynamite. And I'm told that the word dynamite more refers to the sauce than actual the actual sandwich. And the dynamite originated in one socket, Rhode Island. 
And what it is, is you got a combination of ground beef, peppers, onions, tomato sauce, garlic seasonings. And some say it's believed that the topping tastes best if it's made a few days ahead of time, then slowly reheated before it's placed on, well, like a roll, what some of them call a torpedo roll. I think some of you out there would call it like a hoagie roll. And I guess it's a little on the spicy side and it can be found at festivals, fairs, and casual eateries in this part of the country. And you can even get a dynamite recipe. Uh, another word for that roll would be like a sub, submarine roll. Uh, the recipe I looked at said, called it a grinder roll. And a grinder, a torpedo, a sub, a bomber, a hoagie, all right. Kind of the same thing. I think just a good roll. What I've, I've heard though, that um, there was a stand here that made dynamites to appeal to the workers from Woonsocket who were building Route 146. The stand eventually grew into a restaurant, a motor lodge, a farm, a golf driving range, even an airfield. And so it's kind of interesting as you travel the country what you run into. Yeah, I don't know, maybe I'll give Sloppy Joe's another chance or sometimes maybe certain recipes are simply recipes from your childhood. I, I can see why school cafeterias went to the Sloppy Joe. Look like it would be quick, easy to fix. Hey, ground beef, you got the sauce, you lay out the buns, I, I could see if I was feeding like a thousand kids or whatever that quick and easy. Yeah, I understand that quick and easy. The good news as an adult, first of all, that you can still go back to your childhood recipes as an adult. It's okay. You can still say, hey, you know, I know my mom and dad used to make that and people might call it grub, but now and then it really hits the spot. Guess what? that's okay. But also as an adult, you can move on. You can try different variations of that. Or you can say, you know, that was from my childhood. And now I'm grown up now. This is Mark Dunnigan for The Daily Answer. Until next time, see you in the funny papers, my friends.